very warm welcome and a good day to you. Indeed, this is the international service of Adventist World Radio in English from Pune. Today in our program, we bring music from heritage singers and Jody and Loni Malashenko. A health message on syphilis. Followed by a story entitled, The Carpenter's Glasses. A thought for the day comes to you from God's word on the topic, How to Recognize God's Voice. I'm Anita. I'm Sharad. And you're listening to Adventist World Radio, The Voice of Hope. Let's begin our program with a song, There is Enough of God's Love. song by heritage singers on Adventist World Radio and now a health message will be brought to you by Anupam on syphilis Syphilis is caused by tiny coil shame germs called spirochetes These germs live in the mucous membranes lining the mouth rectum and genital tract The only time they can move from one person to another is when these body areas are in contact with each other Spirochetes die quickly outside the body so it is impossible to become infected from dry toilet seats 
a person's comb or by holding hands. Sexual intercourse is the most common way to get the germs, although it is possible to get it by kissing a person having syphilitic infection in the mouth. Syphilis progresses through three stages. The first is called primary syphilis, which occurs two weeks to three months after contact. A hard, reddish, button-shaped sore appears on the genital organs, rectum or in the mouth. It is usually painless and disappears without being treated. During the second stage of syphilis, several things may happen. The tiny spirochetus spread throughout the entire body, causing body rash, sores, loss of hair, fever or splitting headaches. These symptoms also disappear without being treated. The final stage is the most deadly. One person in three will develop serious complications. Ten years, twenty-five years may pass. Mental illness, insanity, heart disease, blindness, even death may result. A scenario from the advanced stage may begin with abdominal pains, which can't be accounted for. They increase in severity, resembling a girdle-like constriction about the trunk. Excruciating pains shoot through the legs and body. It becomes difficult to control the legs, as well as discharges from the bowel and bladder. The nervous system is wrecked, causing a helpless invalid. Pregnant women can pass the syphilitic germ onto their unborn child. The child may be deformed or even stillborn. Syphilis must be diagnosed and treated early. Modern treatment is so efficient that it can do a great deal of good if begun before symptoms of the third stage appear. As soon as there is any reason to suspect a syphilitic infection, see a physician immediately. Thank you, Anupam, for being on our program. Coming up next is a story for children entitled The Carpenter's Glasses, told by our friend Diamond. My grandfather worked as a carpenter. On this particular day, he was building some crates for the clothes his church was sending to an orphanage in China. On his way home, he reached into his shirt pocket to find his glasses, but they were gone. When he mentally replayed his earlier actions, he realized what happened. The glasses had slipped out of his pocket unnoticed and fallen into one of the crates, which he had nailed shut. His brand new glasses were heading for China. The Great Depression was at its height and Grandpa had six children. He had spent $20 for those glasses that very morning he was upset by the thought of having to buy another pair. It's not fair, he told God as he drove home in frustration. I've been very faithful in giving my time and money to your work, and now this. Several months later, the director of the orphanage was on furlough in the United States. He wanted to visit all the churches that supported him in China. So he came to speak one Sunday at my grandfather's small church in Chicago. The missionary began by thanking the people for their faithfulness 
in supporting the orphanage. But most of all, he said, I must thank you for the glasses you sent last year. You see, the communists had just swept through the orphanage, destroying everything, including my glasses. I was desperate. Even if I had the money, there was simply no way of replacing those glasses. Along with not being able to see well, I had headaches every day. So my co-workers and I prayed about this. And then your crates arrived. When my staff opened the covers, they found a pair of glasses lying on top. The missionary paused long enough to let his words sink in. Then, still gripped with the wonder of it all, he continued, Folks, when I tried on the glasses, it was as though they were made for me. I want to thank you for being a part of that. The people listened, happy for the miraculous glasses, but the missionary surely must have confused their church with another, they thought. There were no glasses on their list of items to be sent overseas, but sitting quietly in the back, with tears streaming down his face, an ordinary carpenter realized that the master carpenter had used him in an extraordinary way. You heard Diamond tell a story on AWR. For more details about our program, do write to us. Our address is Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number Seventeen, Pune, Four One One Zero Zero One, Maharashtra, India. Stay tuned for a song by Jody and Lolni Melashenko, Honor and Praise. Righteous and holy in all of your ways, we come before you with honor and praise, here to adore you for all of our days. We come before you with honor and praise. Lord of the heavens, how faithful you are, shine down upon us, O bright morning star, morning star. For all 
today is how one can recognize god's voice we invite each of you to spend few minutes in meditating on god's word this message will be presented by pastor john prasad rao several years ago an editor of a popular magazine wrote a book called how to survive the coming global crisis it was a spiritual survival guide Whenever he went on a travel he inevitably would carry a few of his books to place them at strategic places so that people somehow would come to know the gospel of salvation through it one day he felt an urge to give a book to a flight attendant this author himself read a book which encouraged readers to listen for the inner voice of the holy spirit the author of that book shared many stories of times he had followed these impressions including a few times when he was saved from imminent danger that was an inspiration to that editor that day as he handed over that book to her that is to the attendant she was a bit startled yet she regained her posture in no time they both had a little chat together which interested her into reading that book for a while as she was able to find some time then did god impress that editor to give that book to the flight attendant was it god's voice that he heard let's meditate upon this issue of recognizing god's voice shall we pray loving heavenly father now as we go through this meditation we want you to speak to us speak to the so many people that are listening so that they can recognize this meditation as your voice because we pray it in Jesus name amen the bible has numerous accounts of god speaking to people he came to daniel in dreams of the night he appeared visibly to gideon and he spoke audibly to the young child samuel and the new testament says that an angel of the lord said to philip go south to the road the desert road that goes down from jerusalem to gaza when philip reached his destination he saw a man riding in a chariot and the spirit told philip go to that chariot and stay near it i believe god still speaks to us humans through impressions in our minds 
The problem is that we have all kinds of thoughts and emotions speaking to us back and forth and in our heads every waking moment. Furthermore, we live in enemy territory. There's an adversary called the devil who also suggests thoughts and ideas to us. So, how can we distinguish impressions that come from God from those that arise in our own heads or even from the devil? I'll suggest three ways. One, know the Bible. You can be sure of one thing. God's Spirit will never lead you contrary to His counsel in the Bible. On the other hand, the devil is anxious to do just that. So, if you get a strong impression to do something you know the Bible forbids, you can be sure it's not God speaking to you. That's why knowing your Bible is one of the best ways to recognize when you are hearing God's voice. If you are new to the Bible study, I suggest that you begin with the stories of Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Get a modern translation of the Bible and just read these Gospels. Read them several times, each time from a different translation or version if possible. Next, in the book of Acts, you'll read how God led his New Testament church. Then, you should be ready to tackle some of Paul's more difficult letters. Even these shouldn't be too daunting a challenge if you are using a good modern translation. Eventually, you'll want to read the entire Bible. Something else will be happening in your mind as you do this. God will use His Word to slowly transform the way you think and feel. Christians have a special term for this. We call it conversion, also known as the new birth. People who have experienced this transformation actually think differently from people who haven't. Conversion brings our minds into harmony with the things we have learned in the Bible. Now we want to follow God's way of life. Often we fail to recognize God's voice because it conflicts with our own plans and the things we want to do. Even when we know what's right from our reading of the Bible, if it cuts across our desires, we are in danger of finding an excuse to ignore God's voice speaking to us, or perhaps even to rationalize listening to the devil's voice. Bible study not only teaches us God's will, but also brings us into harmony with His will. When that happens, we are much more likely to recognize His voice and follow it. 2. Watch your emotions. Some people seem to think that emotions are bad. They aren't. God gave them to us. What's bad is the way we misuse them. The feelings we most desire are peace and happiness. In a sense, 
all of life is a search for happiness and that's okay unfortunately all of us are troubled with conflicting emotions of fear shame anger and pain god may use these negative emotions to guide us he may allow us to experience a painful situation especially if he brought it on ourselves by our unwise choices because he knows this will guide us to a better way of life several years ago i knew a young man who treated his wife quite unkindly when she had finally had enough she took the children one day while he was at work and left my friend was shocked and deeply remorseful because he realized that his own abuse was the cause of his problem the pain taught him a lesson however if we aren't careful our feelings will lead us the wrong way there's a story in the bible about a wealthy man who turned over the responsibility of his estate to three of his servants two of them invested their share of the master's property and earned a nice profit for him however the third man said i was afraid so i buried your investment in a hole in the ground fear caused this man to do the exact opposite of what his master wanted fear shame and anger can cause us to do the same thing it's even possible for us to misinterpret these emotions as god's voice when they aren't it's especially important to avoid trying to hear in quotes god's voice speaking to us when we are in deep pain or when we are feeling very angry guilty or afraid these strong emotions are screaming so loudly that it will be very difficult to recognize god's voice amid all the noise in a situation like that it's best to trust that god is leading us in ways we don't yet understand and allow our emotions to settle down before trying to decide what to do 3 no god when i answer the phone i can usually tell when a friend is on the other's end of the line i recognize his or her voice but before i can recognize the voice i have to know the person and the better i know the person the more time we spend together the more likely i am to recognize his or her voice on the phone we learn to recognize god's voice in our minds and hearts the same way the better we know him the more likely we are to recognize when he is speaking to us jesus used this very analogy in one of his parables about sheep the sheep follow the shepherd he said because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger because they do not recognize a stranger's voice so how can you and i become acquainted with god bible study and prayer are the usual ways that come to mind but growing our relationship goes beyond that 
we need experience in relating to God. We stumble through life trying to figure out the best way to relate to our temptations and trials. And through experience, we grow in our ability to deal with these difficulties successfully. We learn to recognize when God is working in our life. My wife and I are acquainted with a woman who every now and then says to us, that was a God thing. She is speaking of some event in her life in which she felt especially led by God. We have known this woman for quite some time and we can remember when she hardly ever said that. Now it happens quite often. Why? Because she is learning to recognize when God is at work in her life. If you never try to hear God's voice, it's best to start small. Listen for His voice in the less consequential issues of life. If the impression is in harmony with the Bible, then it's okay to go ahead and follow it, even if you aren't sure it's God speaking to you. Through experience, you will learn to recognize God's voice in more significant situations. Jesus once said, If any man will do his will, that is God's will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether he, that is Jesus, spoke of himself. Are you willing to follow God's will wherever he leads you? That's your most important key to distinguishing between his voice, Satan's voice and your own conflicting emotions. God help you as you do this. Shall we pray? Loving Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the message that has come to us. May we be able to recognize, to distinguish between your voice and the other voices that come in conflict with your voice. May we be able to do your will through and through until we find you at last in thy home eternal because we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. With this, we have almost come to the end of our program. To know more on God's Word, we would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio Post Box No. 17 Pune 411-001 Maharashtra, India You can also write to us on Adventist Media Center at gmail.com you may also follow all our programs on our website that is awr.org slash English program. This is your host Sharad. And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until then, we wish you good health and a happy home. Goodbye and God bless you. Goodbye.